Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Tom, good morning. Hey, Dawn. Good morning to you, too. So it's nice to be here again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good to have you back. So tell me about this. And that's, I just wanted to set up Harriet Tubman, American hero, somebody who ran back into the fire, if you will, risked, risked the fact that she would be caught again and could be killed. And, and so did that, risked her life to save others out of a life of slavery. Take me through this statue because nobody's mm. questioning the quality or the beauty of the statue, correct? No, uh, they're not. And that statue by Wesley Walford, who is a North Carolina sculptor, very, very famous, internationally recognized. Um, his work was, was deeply appreciated when it was first installed outside of City Hall. The city went after him to sort of do the piece, and there wasn't a problem for many, many months. Uh, and it's, it's um, ironic that, that the problem first surfaced when, I think, Creative Philadelphia, there was some kind of a summit mm-hmm. on the statue to decide about purchasing it, and a group of activists objected to the fact that the artist the sculptor in this case was a white man and the feeling among the select group of activists was that only a person of color had the right or knew how to sculpt uh, a piece of art that goes into the history of slavery and so as a result of this Woodford was kind of kicked to the curb uh, and uh, as he told the New York Times he said you know, I didn't have much of a voice. No one wanted to hear from me. And I find that treatment after all this cultivation of this North Carolina artist, and then to do this abrupt 180 and kick him to the curb, um, and then to sort of open it as a competition, an open competition, to primarily only artists of color, although that was not stated. It was implied, however, and the five finalists were, I'm sure they're all fine artists, but this isn't the point. It's the fact that that race has been allowed to kind of rule over this exquisite piece. And so this is what you get in the age we live in. And I find it ironic, for instance, because the statue of Joe Fraser, of course, um, mm-hmm. took years yes. to install, as opposed to, say, uh, Rocky Balboa, which was put there years before the Joe Fraser statue appeared. So <clears throat> this, 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 this to me was like shocking. I was surprised that this did not get 
more press and more expressed outrage from people. I mean, it did in certain quarters, but then people forget about it and they go back to their lives and it's all washed over with the sands of time until the next incident. (laughs) Yeah, until the next incident. Yeah, until the next incident. And then we're reminded how this new culture that we have here um, can be so damaging and it just pops up and it just takes over. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, guess I, I guess I got a heads up years ago when I went to an event at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. It was centered around the Monument Lab, which I think was founded in 2012, and it's, a, it's an organization in the city that has a lot of support from, um, from powerful organizations, and its purpose is to, to create critical conversations around the past, present, and future of monuments. Now, this is all intensely PC stuff, and with the emphasis on the objections that we witnessed with the Tubman statue. And so the Monument Lab is an organization built around ensuring that the city only has statues and sculptures that almost adhere to this new philosophy. So... You know, this is not like an ad hoc random thing. This, yeah. There's an organizational push behind this thing. Yeah, the thing about it is, and I had looked at the, the five that were, you know, that, that were in the artists that were in the running, and yeah. uh, I looked at them. All of those statues are, fi- like, are good. <clears throat> so I, I think it's important to point out that the five other now finalists that they're looking at are all African-American finalists, some of them from Pennsylvania and New Jersey I saw. That's really, to me, it's not the issue. It's that they turned to somebody who had a, a long track record and, and really set him up. But what happened, so what's happening now to the Harriet Tubman, the original statue, because I guess he's, he, he, they're, canceling, they're canceling out that artist after commissioning that one. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know where the Tubman statue stands now. Um, I mean, obviously, it will not be brought back and reinstalled by City Hall. Um, it would be nice if it were like relocated to another part of the city. Yeah, but I, I don't know I mean. how the artist feels about it at this point. Um, I'm sure he's pretty hurt, as they say. Um, you know, but. Um, you know, it isn't as if the city doesn't pay attention to sensitive issues surrounding slavery. I mean, when when, um, when the statue of Octavius Cato was installed, you know, it was the city's first African-American uh, uh, sculptor. And, you know, I think Mayor Kenny at that time, um, he said something like, because an Irish Catholic killed Cato, I feel like somehow me being a part of this is me writing this wrong. So, I mean, you know, these were, these were basically, you could understand this, but I think it, it flows over into the insane when you have works of art being selected on racial identities. And this is very bad for art. It's not good for art. And, you know, I saw the other works of art from the five finalists too and they were good mm-hmm. but but somehow they didn't 
they didn't hit me like uh, Woodford's did. I don't know how you feel about the work of the five finalists, but well, I didn't think they measured up. I mean, to your to your point, though, I wouldn't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So had they from the beginning thought of the idea to say, let's look to African-Americans, I would have even said locally, like, you know, in... Mm-hmm. in South, in South Jersey or Philadelphia or put it to a tri-state region or something of that nature. If they had done something like that or even to one of our art schools or something of that nature, that would have been fine if they would have done it up front. But the fact that they were perfectly fine with it, they sought out somebody, and then, right. because, I mean, to me, isn't that... It's it's like a b- betrayal in a marriage, isn't it? It's <laughs> it like is. like the breaking of vows. It's like you're really cheating on me. I mean, it it, it sort of has that sting. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love that you went through all the years of our famous you know artwork, and even the, you talked about the Joe Frazier statue. But going through to you know you mentioned Edmund Bacon, whose famous son. You know we know the Bacon name, but also. You, know, you you think of Calder, you think of, you know, we have some amazing artists here. But ultimately, you know, isn't this a sign of how, in all honesty, it's it, show, it reveals that cancel culture, so-called, we shouldn't even call it cancel culture. It's really just out-and-out racism and sexism, is it not? It is, and, but, but it's all in that in the name of this new definition of equity, uh, it's like emotional reparations of some sort, that it's okay to discriminate against white people because you're making up for past discriminations, and so it's all okay. Um, but the city, as, aside from that, has other problems. They, they tend to neglect their own... You know, the city tends not to celebrate its own heroes, as it were, and I'm thinking... A Phoenix Rising, which I think I write about mm-hmm. by Emlyn Edding of uh, Philadelphia. It was installed in uh, Dilworth Plaza, and that tiny little sculpture was was uh, the the history of that and how long it took to uh, to um, be installed there, and then it was carelessly just like moved and put on Dock Street. Um, so, I mean, this is, how, this is what the city does sometimes. Um, and it's concerning. Um, the uh, Columbus statue, when there was all this ruhaha about tearing it down, the, the um, Philadelphia Art Commission even supported taking the Columbus statue down. And the city sponsored this survey among 13,000 people, I think, and um, the results were published, and it was stated that 80% of the people said uh, that they have negative feelings about Columbus and that maybe the statue should be, like, taken away. However, what was not reported was that a lot of the respondents were from outside of the city and outside of the state. They were woke activists who just chimed into this issue to get their way. So that there's a lot of... Um, there's a big push behind this. Yeah, it's a sin. Well, Tom Nichols, thank you so much for updating us on that. You can read more of his great piece and really documenting you know, the history of Philadelphia art and sculptures in Philadelphia. I hope we can cancel out this cancel culture. Tom, thanks a million. <laughs> 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 